Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and look on my beer, ye mighty, and despair. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. And we're the Drunk Guys, and this week we are reading The Watchmen. Watchmen. Just Watchmen. Just Watchmen, right? Yeah. Just Watchmen. Just Watchmen. <laughs> Watchmen by Alan Moore, and I forget who the illustrator is, but you can't see it on the podcast, so it doesn't matter. I want to say David Gibbons, but I'm making that up. I think G- Gibbons sounds familiar. But that could be because we're just trying to ape some other guy's name. So, uh, yeah, Alan Moore is is considered... I mean, if you don't fucking know what this is, you're, you suck. Dave Gibbons, yep. Yeah, okay. Watchmen is considered one of the greatest graphic novels It's ever. It's frequently considered on the best novels list. Yeah, it's, it's so great. It it's, just happens to be pictures. And you know what? As a person who at one point in my life was kind of snobby against graphic novels, I realized I was definitely wrong. I mean, a lot of them are probably trash. But well, also like a, a lot, lot of, of novels, novels are trash. Yeah, most novels are garbage. So this was, this, this is a literary graphic novel. Like it, this, mm-hmm. this has all of the other things you'd be looking for in a fine work of literature or whatever the hell that means, but with pictures. And more pictures. A lot more, more dick. And a lot more blue dick. <laughs> And we're starting with this beer called Own the Night by Radiant Pig Craft Beers. It is a hazy IPA, double dry hopped, new school IPA with mosaic, citrus, Simcoe, Denali, and El Dorado. 6.7% alcohol. And the picture on the front is of a raccoon with a spray paint can. Uh, spray a, painting A trash something. panda, yes. Indeed. This is nice. It's, it's nice. good. I like it. I, I wouldn't call it a, I mean, it called it a hazy IPA on the can. I wouldn't call it a New England IPA, but... More like a unfiltered. regular IPA. It's unfiltered. It is, yes. It's fine. It's just not a uh, not as dank, you know, not as juicy. It's in the it's in the midway point between the two. Yeah, but it's fine. Okay, it's a nice uh, nice one, especially on a hot day. Mm-hmm. I dig it in this summer or fall or winter when this episode comes out. You know, there are warm days in all the seasons. Yes, it's going. Yes, there are. What does this have to do with the book? Well, it's about superheroes and especially about. Sort of a very gritty alternate history, alternate future history that's actually in the past of New York, where things are really dark and also really gross. Most of them aren't superheroes. They're, they're just, just kind of regular there's like just one guy with superpowers and a bunch of people who just kick people or shoot people with they guns. They they're costumed <laughs> heroes. Yeah. It doesn't actually call them superheroes. Yeah, it never the does. Book. They just know how to kick some ass. Yeah. Like Sprung Monkey. Is that the band that did that song? Oh, yeah. Rock a little... Oh, no. Rock it like a porn star, smack a little ass. Oh, no. I was thinking of a, anybody want to kick some Party. ass? I do. I, oh, do. I, I don't know that song at all. Oh, you do know that song. Yeah, where uh, it's, a, it's a world where things are really, really dark and sort of like gangs and crime lords own the streets. I mean, it was kind of like New York in the 80s anyway, yeah. without the supervillain aspect to it. But, nice. I mean, most of it takes place in New York. Yeah. Well, there's no Mayor Koch. <laughs> yeah, there is not. I mean, maybe there is. They didn't say there was no mention of a mayor at all. <laughs> it was just it's it's borderline anarchy, kind of. I mean, I mean, there's police. It, it, was, it was pretty much like a regular time because everything was getting crazy until superheroes came in and started like kicking ass and taking order. But in the and then in the end, the superheroes were outlawed because of whatever the fuck act that happened. And this book takes place after they've all been outlawed, like ten years later. And they explain why. And so the way the the way the book is structured, there's. 12 chapters that are largely what you would picture as a comic book, you know, panels and bubbles yeah. of dialogue and stuff. And then at the end, there's often these chapters that are pure text, 
you know, here's an excerpt from this guy's book, the history of this. I, I think admit, I read that those weren't in the original. I admit like I added I those later when they published it all together. Is that right? Yeah. I thought those were really kind of boring, frankly, when I read it the first time, but very helpful to understand what the fuck they, was going they on. They filled out the backstory of things. I, I figured that they were important to Alan Moore is a crazy person. Alan Moore is a actual crazy person. So, I really like a him. hardcore, like recluse, like misanthrope, weird. Like he looks kind of like Jerry Garcia if Jerry Garcia hated the earth <laughs> and loved goths. <laughs> yes. But he's just a big, fat, hairy beard, uh, talking shit about everything. Everything is scum. Though he did have the best uh, anti conspiracy theory rant I've seen in a while. Really? It was like, everyone thinks that, you know the rich control things or the Illuminati or, you know, whatever the fuck blah, blah, is like, but that's because they just don't understand. They're scared to admit the world is rudderless. No one is in control. <laughs> Everything is just spinning out of control. There's nothing. That is so appropriate for what <laughs> I imagine this guy to look yeah, like. I've seen what he looks like. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. he is. He is ba- he's basically a, like a bag man. Or uh, what's it called? A very like, wealthy bag man. Yeah, but he still looks like a... Well, a bag man means something different. He's like a bag, a male bag lady. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's, no, there's no equivalent for bag lady. Yeah, so bag man is a, like a mob thing. Yeah, it's like but, a guy holding But he looks bag. like a homeless dude who owns Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> He's Ben and Jerry. Yes. Fused together like Voltron. Where they did the Saiyan fusion dance. Yes, they did the pointing the fingers thing. Yes. Dragon Ball Z? No? Never mind. But so, he's, he's written a lot of very well-regarded graphic novels. He doesn't write books. He just writes comics. Yeah. He wrote the, the, he wrote the Killing Joke. Which is a one-off comic. Uh, v for Vendetta and From Hell and a bunch of other stuff. A bunch stuff. of Swamp He wrote swamp the League thing. for, a League for Short and Gentlemen as well. He did a Swamp Thing. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, he did some other like weird shit. Um, he writes what he wants to when he wants to. Yeah, he, he goes years without doing anything, it seems. And there's... Fairly recently, Watchmen's from like 1986 or something like that. Yeah. There is fairly recently, maybe in the last five years or so, a Watchmen prequel, I think it was, that was a DC or somebody pumped out that he had nothing yeah. to do with like, yeah, because of the did. terms of their agreement. Probably they like could use those characters. Copyright or some shit. Yeah, there was a prequel kind of thing. But he's very much a guy like, I wrote that one book and that's all I'm going to do. Yeah, that's, they're making that's a done. show now. I don't know, and no one really knows what it's going to be about. With Watchmen characters? Yeah, it's, it's an HBO show called Watchmen. Oh, God. But I don't know. It's, it doesn't seem... It's not, I don't think it's going to be the, this story. I don't, I don't know. Oh, really? No one really knows. Because I, I was wondering, so I only read it for the first time this week, and I also watched the movie. Though I want to say I had watched the movie closer to when it came out, probably when I just was on TV. And I remember thinking, like, what is going on? And I just had no idea, and I probably... Well, it was, the, thing. It but was anyway, like so, America's first... Dealing with Zack Snyder as a comics director, where it was like that heavily stylized. It was kind of like three hundred. He did three hundred. Yeah, where everything's like um, random slow motion, okay. and it's meant to be very like look like the comic book kind of thing. So it, it fit. I thought. I, I thought it fit. I thought it got a lot of movie, hate, but I thought it was pretty good. I thought the movie was very very faithful to the book to to, to the side comic. One or two big things I mean, in terms but it kept of like the spirit. In terms of most movies, this was yes. very very faithful. He tried to do a lot of you know just shot for panel yeah. recreations. Definitely. I, and so I was wondering, well, why is HBO doing this? Like, what exactly was like, from done what I, before? From what I've seen, it's going to be completely... I, I, I've seen previews of it, and I don't, I don't know what the fuck it's even about, because it's not this story. Really? As far as I can tell. I think like, the characters are different entirely. You'd have a really hard time finding a better Rorschach uh, 
I forget who the actor is. Jackie Earl Haley. Yeah. Freddy Krueger. The, the tough kid from Bad News Bears. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking. And uh, the guy who is the stoner in uh, Semi Pro. Oh, yeah. That's a deep cut. I don't, I don't no one's seen that movie. I, I don't think he's seen it. The guy who hits the half court shot in Semi Pro. Uh, he's amazing as Rorschach. Like it's, yeah, he was, he was nailed certainly it. the best part of that movie. Um, I actually, you know, I would get some hate for even critic, even uh, acclaiming the film because it's it's so hated by comic book people. They hate everything. They do. They hate life Fuck and girls. But they, the opening <laughs> scene of the movie, once um, uh, once Negan gets killed, the opening yeah. montage thing where it goes through like the the thirty that was years, the best opening credit scene I've seen. In it a long was time. unbelievably good. Yeah. yeah. Fucking amazing! It's just the credits with the little, just the little vignettes about the little scenes from the but how people's they lives. were yeah. part of it was like essentially like part of the Forrest Gump, but it was superhero. <laughs> yeah, it, it was very nostalgic, like Forrest like, Gump. That like, stuff wasn't in the book, but it was hinted at. Right, that they've been a part of the fabric of the country, but you know, the part uh, I forgot. She's not even in the book. She's just like throwaway character, the dead lesbian one mm-hmm. who, who yeah. gets murdered. Yeah, yeah. Um, when she kiss it, she kisses the nurse. At the Times Square, Times Times Square. Square. was that VJ Day? Day. Yeah. Like that shot. It was JJ Day. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, that it was, was re- re- recreating the moments. That was really cool. Was you see the, you see the comedian throughout history. The comedian on the grassy knoll yeah. shooting <laughs> Kennedy. <laughs> but it was, and, and they have, um, and, and it also helped like, the, the, the times they are changing is playing. Like it was yeah. fucking, I thought it was amazing that opening sequence. Yeah. I it loved was. it. It hundred percent was. It's not in the book at all. I get that, it, but it, it is. It fits totally with the spirit, as you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was really cool. And I actually re- saw the movie before I read the book. And I thought the movie was actually really good. I liked it. I had, I read the book before, at least once or twice. But I I thought the movie was good too. I you know in some ways I thought the ending of the movie was better. I agree. hundred percent. Actually, the book oh, okay. the book ending well, is dated. We'll get oh, there. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you can't help it with the way that's uh, yeah, written. Certainly. We should get to some more shit that happens. Maybe even some more beers. I don't know. Yeah, grab one. Meow. Who cares? Fuck it. This is called The Corruption, which is kind of a theme throughout the book. It's an IPA by D.C. Brow, 6.5% alcohol, made in Washington, D.C. I brought this because, you know, sounded like it fit. Yeah, it fits. It does. In many different levels throughout the book. The opening scene of the book is the... This juxtaposition of two things. It's the comedian being murdered and the cops looking at the crime scene and this strange, crazy man on the street just kind of like eavesdropping and listening to what they have to say. One of those end is nigh board on a chest board thing, guys. He's on the picket sign, yeah. Yeah, picket it's sign. Not, it's not a sandwich board, but yeah. Yeah, and then the, the end is nigh guy turns out to be one of the superheroes. Yeah. Eventually. I, yeah. You don't realize till pretty close to the end. I, I kind of suspected the whole time. Uh, reading it and watching it, but it's anyway, so that's the superhero named Rorschach, and okay, each of the twelve chapters is kind of like from a. They're not each from a different character, but each each chapter focuses mainly on one character, and then it kind of jumps around. Also, the story is kind of told out of order. There's a lot a of bit. flashbacks. There's a lot of flashbacks and flash forwards, and it does this, and then it goes back to the other thing. So it is told in a very strange. It reveals only as much of the world, or Alan Moore reveals only as much of the world as he wants you to know at that given moment. Mm -hmm. So throughout the book, he reveals more of the history that helps you put their actions and their uh, events into some sort of context. 
You know, it, when you mm-hmm. when you learn more about the, the relationships between the various characters, the relationship with the government, of the United States, uh, that comes, you know, that's meted out very carefully. Uh, you don't really know more than you need to at any given moment. But you're always like, I, I, you're always like on the, you, you, I, I feel you, like I need to, I'm missing something. You get the something. gist of it. Yeah. But things are, you realize things are different and, you know, they're living in a world where superheroes were a thing for a while and now they're not allowed. Yeah, that's, that's the one very weird thing, yeah. you know, for a, a comic, what essentially is a comic book. People just went around like, well, I mean, the most of them just punched people. The comedian just just shot everybody. He just shot a lot of people. <laughs> ha ha. It's the punchline. Yeah. Well, uh, one of the themes of the of Watchmen is definitely a very different take on what hero what what a hero is or what heroes do or what heroes are like, which is makes it a very different comic book than like what regular types of is. X-Men, Spider-Man, Superman yeah. kind of things are. None of them are I mean, some of them are, but a lot of them aren't good people. No. They are murderers and rapists. Yeah, there's one or two rapists. Yeah, and some have just just hanging blue brain, but basically there are. He's not a raper. No, but he just he just hangs oh, yeah. down his balls like an inverted hot air balloon yeah. over the earth. <laughs> Look on this, you mighty. <laughs> in in this <laughs> world, in this world, there is one guy who is an actual superhero, and it kind of made everybody else irrelevant. Yeah, his dick is always out because who's going to tell him now? It's the size of a man. It's the blue guy. Do we talk about this beer? It's fine. Yeah, the beer is fine. It's whatever. It's, it's, okay. it's kind of bitter. It's a little more bitter than I'd like it to be. It's corrupt. It's fine. You know, regular IPA. A little, a little maltier body than the av- average. So the character we're talking about is Dr. Manhattan. Dr. Manhattan, named after the Manhattan Project, because he got demolecularized in a physics experiment, and now he can do whatever he wants. Also, the Alan Parsons Project was already taken, so he yeah. couldn't use that name. Yeah, he it was, and, and <laughs> he couldn't write... APP on his head. He's down with All another person's pussy. pussy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so he got turned into this he Superman. Got, he got turned into something that he exists outside of the laws of physics and he can control atoms and he can. And he sees time. He Everything sees all of time happening concurrently. All, all at once, yeah. Which, according to some scientists, is how it works. Yes. I don't fucking know what that means, but I've read it's that. It's so far outside of our understanding of things that, you know, it doesn't even matter. Nope. So Dr. Guy Hatton is uh, the one with actual powers. He has actual superpowers, and he is essentially immortal. I think he is immortal. Like, what could you do to him? Well, they tried they to zap him a second time, and it didn't work. So yeah. that was at the end. So basically, in this story, someone's killed the comedian because he found out about a big plot happening, and they've got to find out who did it. Because they think someone's out there killing former superheroes. They don't know the bigger plot. That's what Rorschach, Rorschach thinks. He be- Rorschach he's believes a it. paranoid fucking schizophrenic, basically. He's not a schizophrenic. He's, he's, ju- a, cr- he's a crazy person. He is, I'm no fucking psychologist, but he's got some mental He's illness. definitely paranoid, and he's, you know, he was you know, the child of a prostitute, and a heavily abused child of a prostitute, and he just grew up hating humanity. And so he kills people now. But he only kills bad people, so it's okay. And he eats cans but of he's, beans. He's, he's pretty much like the narrator of this story. Yes. So you see it through his perspective, and it's pretty dark because he's a dark man. Yeah. Not skin-wise. No, he's a ginger. He's a ginger. <laughs> they had their day at last. So, uh, yeah. So let's talk about the other characters. There's, there's, uh, oh, there's a group. I forgot what the fuck their name was. The earlier ones were called the Minutemen. Right. The ones in the 40s. 
Because this book takes place in the 80s, so like the but previous but generation. Of, yeah, exactly. The previous generation of when like the, the superheroes started. The earlier thing. ones when, I mean, a, so a couple of them, like the comedian, he's an old man when he gets murdered in 1985, but you know, he, was he was a like young man second, in He was like the second, second generation of... In the yeah. 60s, he was doing his, yeah. the silver age of comics. And then... And then the girl, I forget her name right Silk now. Spectre. So, and then it was her mother was the original one. Wool Spectre. <laughs> Linen Spectre. Uh. Cotton Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and her superpower is wearing no pants and kicking people. Pretty much, yeah. Like, none of them have super strength. They seem, to be really good at, they seem to be really good at fighting. They're also brave, you know. Yes. They're they're gonna go in to go beat the shit out of some but like like the something. other guy, Night Owl, who took over from the old Night Owl. It was a different guy, not the, not Night his son. Owl. He just like took over, but he's like uh, his parents were rich, so he's got a lot, he's like basically like the Batman of this one. He's got a lot of like got like a flying owl head, and he's got a lot of gadgets, Archie. and he can do shit. But Silk Spectre just she just punches people, and, and wears stud in her spandex. Yeah, that's basically it. But he you now has gadgets and. Rorschach has a few gadgets and he murders. Dr. Man has powers. She just kicks people in the face. I don't even have that power. Yeah. No. I, have the, I just have the power to not wear pants. That's, all I, that's as far as I can yeah. get. Well, you got that. She doesn't wear pants. <laughs> I got that one. So, you know what? Props to her. Because yeah. yeah. kicking she, people in the face is hard. Yeah. And she's just going out there on like, the floor. <laughs> you want any gadgetry or superpowers? Like, no, nah, I'm just going to kick people in the face. It's fine. I'm good. All right. So there's Silk Spectre. There's Night Owl. There's Rorschach. There's Dr. Manhattan. There's the dead comedian. And then there's Dr. Osmandius. Just Ozymandias. He's not a doctor. Well, he's yeah. supposedly the smartest only, man always. in the world. Oh, yeah, Dr. Yeah, yeah. He's the smartest guy in the world. Dr. Manhattan's the only doctor. Right, right, right. The rest, uh, but Ozy- he's also not a doctor. Ozymandias might be a dentist. Uh, he's Ozymandias DDS. Sorry. Dr. Manhattan is a PhD in physics. Okay. Before he got liquidated. Yeah. Fine. And Ozymandias is the smartest man in the world. He's excellent at Jeopardy. And he's like hyper fit. Yeah, he's just diesel and he's shit. Not superhuman strength, but like the peak of human strength. Right, everything's like to the like super Though fast, he, he super can agile. dodge bullets, theoretically, according to rumor. And he always, always wins at Battleship. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> he's very tall. You can see over the back of the thing. <laughs> so those are the group, and they have been disbanded, and they've all kind of went their own ways. They've been outlawed. They've re... Um, you know, reassimilated. That's into the word. Yeah. Well, it, Ozymandias became a, a crazy businessman because he was a genius. And he made a shit ton of money. Yeah. And Doctor Manhattan just does physics, does physics experiments with his lady, the Spectre. But and, also, don't forget that Nixon asked Doctor Manhattan to intervene in Vietnam, and so they Dr. were still le- they just, were still legal back then. Yeah, they were because Doctor Manhattan and the comedian were both in, the comedian in was Vietnam doing all sorts of. Terrible he was just flamethrowing Vietnamese people and raping them and killing them. And Doctor Manhattan was just. Literally, like blowing them up with his mind. Yeah, he basically went just like Stay Puft Marshmallow Man size, and just they thought he was a god, and they would they would was. Su- it was, yeah. they asked to surrender solely to him. In the movie, the biggest disappointment was that when he was fifty feet tall, he wore underwear. I think in the book, <laughs> he wore underwear when he was a giant too. The fir- the first time I saw this movie in theaters, I saw it at a planetarium. So they showed it on you the saw on, anus? they saw it on the dome they saw they showed they projected it on the dome above us. So we were leaning back watching the movie, and all, you know a lot of scenes all you saw was this giant dick just hanging down from the planetary roof. It was like, oh, this is a weird this is a weird film for this for this venue. I don't know how I feel about this. It's getting teabagged by this guy in a few of the scenes. Yeah, yeah he did. 
You know, because he's above close. He can't. He can see through all of time, but he can't see past the future to a certain point. He doesn't know why. Because he's. Well, it's because the bad guy's doing bad things. Because he hasn't enough beer, perhaps. That's true. This is Free Flow IPA by it was this Otter Creek. Who makes this? Yeah, Otter Creek in Vermont. What does this Green Mountain beer have to do with anything? Free Flow. We. This is one of the beers that. Every once in a while, Nate and I go to a beer store and buy a whole bunch of beers and say, that's going to work for something in the next couple of weeks. We just don't know what yet. And then we find something. Jimmy, what does this have to do with this book? Uh, uh, Dr. Manhattan is free-flowing through time. There it is. He exists throughout all of his own lifetime concurrently. He can see any moment of it at the same time. So the question, if oh, that's interesting way you phrase that. He exists through his, whole, his own lifetime. He, he, doesn't, he can't see like the history of the earth or anything. He can see his own life. But he could see when he dies inconceivably. He, but he can't see past a certain point and he doesn't know why. He doesn't know Though it's alluded done. to, it's because of the, you know, everyone's thinking, there's oh my God, there's going to be a nuclear yeah, war. Yeah, there's something that's going to happen and basically like the effects of a nuclear bomb, what he calls like tachyon interference, which is too much physics for me and it's probably not real because he's a comic book guy. Yeah. You well, know, tachyons are okay, they're, less they're like particles that shoot through they're time. They're not real. Well, they go backwards in time. That's yeah. why. So at some point, he says something bad is going to happen, and I can't see past that or see what it is because of the interference. Wait, hold the fucking shit up. It's a particle that goes backwards through time? That's a real thing? No, it's not real, okay, but so. it's sort of like theorized, like if there was a thing that went backwards through time, we would call it a tachyon. And it's become a staple of science fiction Things like Star Trek and comic books. That okay, it's not a real thing, though. No, it's not a real thing. It's definitely it, it never could been found. could be a real thing. <laughs> but it's never been actually observed or actually shown to actually exist. It's a good way to make science fiction happen. Yeah, you just need some sort of special word. So, yeah, if, you see, if mm-hmm. you're with a guy who can see all the time, it's going to ruin everything for you. So, and all the times he's narrating in his sections, it's like, it is March 15th, 1986. And then later on, it is March 27th, 1972. Because it's for him, it is that time all of the time. Yeah. Which is weird for us, but normal for him. And he's also an asshole. Well, he's just, he's, he can't relate to humanity anymore. It's like us relating to an ant. I think that's how he says it. It's like, how the fuck am I supposed to deal with your petty bullshit? I can see all of time and space, and you're worried if I hurt your feelings. Because I was, as he was doing in the beginning, banging his wife and working in the lab at the same time because he can also be in more than one place at once. No, and, and he said um, one of the flashback in the present moments for him is when he's banging the previous girl. Yeah, who got, who got the, the old other doctor. Yeah, she's getting older looking. The girl, the girl, he, the girl he was with before he got turned into a, a blue dick. Yeah, so she was hanging out because she's like, you could just make that thing bigger. But she, and, she aged and he did not. Yeah. Because he's a blue bald man like Mr. Clean I think he's actually all th- it's like if all three members of the blue man group fused yes and could see is. throughout time and space well that's what would happen if they all fused he can also With teleport rhythm. <laughs> he, spends a lot of, he spends a lot of time on Mars too so he can like just teleport huh. places and he can breathe you know he doesn't need to breathe he doesn't need to he just he doesn't need to eat he just kind of is yeah but he also is diesel I think it'd be really funny if he's like I don't really give a shit and he let himself go <laughs> you know like, he can't just get to be fat he, he can't let himself go he kind of did but if he was, you know, why is he still, like, he wasn't in that shape when he got electrocuted. He might have been. You know, or... We never saw him in his shirt back then. He wasn't all bodybuilder-ish 
What, what if he just got out of shape and he was like, yeah, I can't really see my dick unless I move my belly to the side. Well, he can also like make himself look whatever he wants. I know, but, but he's I mean, vain kind enough of to, to make extent. himself look like that. Well, you know, if you had to be naked all the time, you'd want to look good. But he could also wear pants, as he showed in Vietnam. It's constricting. It's constricting. It cuts off the flow, and then he gets some serious blue balls. He, def- he, he has, he ha- I mean, that, this, this is a big part of it, <laughs> is that he says he's above humanity, but in the end, he's not. He does have a, a subtle... He has. He's still. He's still attached to people, and he still cares about them. He just doesn't really. He's not open about it, and it's subtle. So he's you know, a dick. He wants to be a little, be a little ripped. He's a dick, dude. We didn't talk about this beer. It's another one that's just fine. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It's just a fine IPA from six years it's ago. Got a pretty bitter aftertaste. IPAs have have moved on. This is like the 1940s superheroes version. Yes. Old, we're up old, to the 80s. Old, old style. <laughs> just simple. Just punching people in the face. So those are the main characters. Um, and, a lot, and a fair amount of the plot. There's a bunch of <laughs> you know, investigation ones. of trying to figure out who's been killing all of the uh, superheroes, but then interspersed with like all these flashbacks and before you sort of discover the story. And then there's stuff about, there's stuff about Afghanistan because what's happened is, so uh, basically they piss off Dr. Manhattan and he leaves. To Mars, he literally they, just teleports They convinced Doctor Manhattan that he's given everybody he's given everyone around him cancer, and so he leaves Earth and he just goes to Mars to build his own world. But apparently, that was the only thing keeping the Soviets from, you know, invading Afghanistan and, and sort of saber rattling. And so they invade Afghanistan, and then Nixon, because he's still president in this, you know, 1986 or whatever, or 1985 of the future. He is like ordering, you know, the U.S. to counter invade Afghanistan, and basically, it looks like there's going to be a nuclear war, like because the U.S. because Doctor Manhattan isn't there to stop the Soviet Union, because he's like the ultimate weapon. Each each chapter begins with the countdown of the doomsday clock. Yeah, and it gets closer and closer to midnight. Well, it's because the the Russians have been a bunch of mujahideen bags. No. Yes. History jokes. All right, fuck you guys. I got it. That's fine. Well, because there really was a war in Afghanistan in the 80s, yes. Yeah. When the Soviets had really invaded. And Dr. Manhattan's building his own little mind castle on Mars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With his one Polaroid and a bunch, and he just like turns Mars into a castle. Part of it. With his mind, he just does that, which is he pretty can, badass. He can, he can make things. He's kind of a dick. He's just aloof. Yeah, I guess. And so there's like a bunch of plot of uh, the owl dude and, Night the, owl. and the woman. Silk Spectre, right? <laughs> Owl dude and lady friend. <laughs> well, yeah, basically. They decide because, uh, you know, costume superheroes have been, costume vigilantes have been illegal for a number of years. And they're just like, you know what? Fuck it. And We're dick, just going to go do things anyway. His dick doesn't work anymore. Because she leaves right. Dr. Manhattan and they try to bang because, you know, he's always had it in for her. But his dick doesn't work. And then they go out, suit up, fight a bunch of dudes. No, they, like, save children from a burning building. Yes. The, uh, the, another part they they do real of, superhero yeah, things. And then they definitely bang. His dick definitely works. Because at the end of the sex scene, the uh, flamethrowers on his spaceship go off. Yeah. And she's like, I see why you're in the minute, men. <laughs> <laughs> and then they gradually uncover... They, uh, it was a Rorschach... Okay, so Silk Spectre... Goes to Mars, or or Doctor Manhattan comes back, and he brings her to her. Mars. Takes her to Mars, and they have this whole long conversation about how he really needs to like still care about humanity. Meanwhile, Rorschach and uh, what's his name? Who? <laughs> that one. Uh, <laughs> who? The who? 
Owl Man. Night Owl. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> they go and figure out that it's actually Ozymandias that is behind all of this well, stuff. It takes them a long time. Yes, that is. They, they also have, pretty much. They have the whole thing where Rorschach is framed for murder, even though he murders a lot of people. He does. And he, he goes to, need to jail. Be framed. And he hangs out with a psychiatrist who, you know, he lies to psychiatrist about all of his various I see mental. A de- yeah, the all, <laughs> he, he gives him actual Rorschach tests, even though he is because he has this mask that changes. It looks like a bunch of changing Rorschach blots, which Ink is blots. interesting. It's you know, it's basically magic. For he, he gets framed for killing Moloch, an, an old uh, Moloch, an old oh. old supervillain. But Moloch's just one of the guys that they accuse Doctor Manhattan of causing cancer. But then someone shoots him in the face. But then they, they draw, they, somebody draws, they draw him to in the place, and he's already dead. And then he fights off a bunch of cops. But like, then no, they, no, no, no. That's a great No, movie. no. He runs out of the place, yeah. Can't eat his beans. <laughs> he just eats beans out of a can. Help myself to some beans. He also speaks without any first-person subjects. He's, he's crazy. He's mm-hmm. a crazy person. He is a, definitely a crazy person. He's also been writing in a journal a whole book, and you'll see that at the very end. Yes. Yeah. And he gets thrown in jail where he ends up, like, fighting people, which brings us to the line, like, you're, I'm not stuck in here with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're yeah. trapped in here with me. And then throws the hot oil fucking, on the guy. And he melts a dude with yeah. the uh, cooking grease. French fries. That's badass, that line. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, and he mm-hmm. was right. Well, I like the, the part where there's, like, the midget uh, mob boss guy and his two goons. Yes. And they're trying to cut through the bars. Yeah. And because he put that guy in Russia, put that guy in jail. And he's like, oh, fancy seeing you here. And he's like, small world. <laughs> <laughs> All he does is do midget jokes. <laughs> and then, and then and also to make fun of the goons, like, yeah, you're going to get your ass beat. He's like, fat chance. <laughs> like, he just has great lies. It's just fucking on those dudes. And when he, he and he's sitting he there like a Zen master. The dude, he smashes the dude's face into the toilet until he's dead. He's like, Never killed shit with a toilet before. Uh, <laughs> funny. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and then Night Owl and Silk Spectre grape him out of prison. <laughs> <laughs> normally that means graped. something different, he dude. Get <laughs> graped in prison. This beer is called the Grape Escape. Grape Escape. It's an India Pale Ale <laughs> brewed with Chardonnay juice. That's not a thing. Isn't uh, that called wine? Yeah, Chardonnay <laughs> juice. <laughs> Uh, this is 5%, 5.8% ABV. It is interesting. It tastes like an IPA, and you get a definite wine taste. Also, here. this is brewed by Thin Man Brewery and Prison City. Ooh, brewery. Okay. Next, too. Because both of them are quite thin, and they're in prison. You really do get a grapey taste out of that. A little bit, yeah. It's in there. Just like Chardonnay juice. I had, uh, I told you before we recorded, I recently had an imperial stout made with grape jelly. Oh. It was the grossest thing I've ever had. That sounds interesting. It was as if you just took a, a decent stout and said, you know what make this better? A can of grape soda. And you just dump that in there and swirl it around with your dick. With your, your dick specifically. Specifically. You need a little, yeah. little stank. That makes sense. This, however, this grape addition is quite lovely. Yeah, it's not like grape juice. It's like, it is the actual like, wine flavor. Yes, because grape wine. is not a good flavor in almost anything, I feel. Purple is a great flavor. I don't like that purple grape flavor. It's not good. So eventually they bust out of jail. It's an exciting scene there, and they kick all sorts of ass to escape to get Rorschach out because they feel like everyone's being set up. All they have to do, I mean, this was, I think, the one criticism I have of the story is they figure out who the bad guy is. They, never, they don't know who it is the whole time, and all they have to do is go to Ozymandias' computer and log in, and the smartest man like in the, the world... password. Yeah, the smartest man in the world's password is some dumb shit they guess on the second try. It's like Paul Manafort's 
password being Bond 007. It's like, dude, come on, try a little harder. Is that really his password? Yeah, it was Bond 007, all lowercase. I don't remember that, but that I can I can believe that. 100%. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. It's like uh, in Spaceballs, when the pa- password for the atmosphere was 1234, uh, and then, the, oh, that's the password of my luggage. <laughs> <laughs> well, in this, the password is Ramses, or whatever the fuck, because uh, you know, yeah, that's sure. his, the Egyptian name. Ramses the second, Yeah. But it was just like some bullshit they guessed right away, and it's like, oh, all the files right here. Clearly, he's the bad guy. Yeah. Like, they hadn't invented well, shell corporations was, well enough that yet. That was computer security in 1985. It was still, it was still, green, it was still green text. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let me just go to, you know, the command line thing here. and uh, Yeah, uh, just let me log in. Oh, here's all the files. Uh, hold on. I left out a colon. Oh, let's go back and try it again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, lo- I got Leisure Suit Larry running. Let's just, let's just play that for a few. You ever play the game? The game I was, did, yeah. I've heard about it. By it was a great piece of shit DOS game. Uh, I never did. Garbage. Okay. But nostalgia, if you played it as a, back in the day, there's like a nostalgia element to it. Anyway. Anyway, so they realize that it's Dr. Uh, that's not Dr. Uh, Mr. Mr. Uh, Mr. Ozymandias. Mr. Tibbs. <laughs> exactly. Uh, behind all the stuff. So it's like, I know. Well, we, have to, we have to go confront him in Antarctica. In his secret... Because that's where his base is. That we know where it is. His Fortress of Solitude. Basically. But at that Fortress of Solitude, he's got all of his scientists working. And also, at the, at, at, throughout the chapters, this is, what the, this is the main difference from the book and the movie, and the part that I felt the movie did better, because I'm a, I'm a heretic, probably, according to most people. But they always dive back and forth between the story and these people on an island. And they, oh, never, yeah. they never explain what the fuck they are. It's a story within the story thing. Yeah, story yeah. Story, and they also go to the newspaper salesman and the kid reading the comic book. And he's reading this elaborate story about a pirate and a guy lost at sea. And it's going throughout the whole thing. And you're like, why the fuck are they doing this? It has nothing to do with the story at all, as far as I can tell. Until the very end, when they blow up the people on the island. And they realize they were all working for Ozymandias. We don't know why yet. But he's at his, his secret base in Antarctica with a bunch of scientists, and he gives them all a toast, and then they all die because it was poison, of course, and that's the end of his skeleton crew. Nice. And this is the Foley Brothers Brewing skeleton crew from Brandon, Vermont. Living Brandon. Imperial India Pale Ale, 8.5% alcohol by volume. Made with real skeletons. <laughs> <laughs> you could taste the marrow. <laughs> I think I got a, I think I got a femur. It's okay. Call me it's Mr. Uh... Tibia. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It, it actually, I will say this: it tastes much lighter than it is. It does not taste eight and a half. Yeah, this it's it's strong. Wait, you mm-hmm. can't tell. Light, but the flavor is kind of. It's one of those yeah. sneak up on you. Oh yeah, they all do in the end. <laughs> That's true. It's a. It's definitely a. Um, not like a juicy, hazy kind of thing. But it's not like an IPA, Imperial IPA. Excuse me, from five or six years ago. It's sort of just a dialed back, and the bitterness. The times they are changing. That's true. See that uh, Dogfish Head is now selling ninety minute in six packs. Oh God, it's dangerous shit. It's a fucking nightmare. This used to be a four-pack beer. That was the first beer I ever bought in a four-pack. I was like, are you kidding me? A four-pack? What's wrong with you people? You realize you don't need And then I drank three, and I was like, I need bed now. <laughs> and then... They got hit in the head with a hammer. Yeah. I need to sleep for a lot more than 90 minutes. Now it's in six-packs. 
Sounds Things, dangerous. This, this is this is very similar to that in many respects. It's not a quite as hoppy smelling as that, but similar kind of beer. Oh, okay. So, so they eat Ozymandias, uh, Ozymandias, or however you fucking say that word. I was Oz- told Ozymandias by my high school teacher. Because you read that stupid clearly column. a Y in there's there. There's a Y in the middle. Yeah, but like it's from fucking like Sanskrit. So who like fucking Ozymandias? I, was the Oz- I think you just kind of run through it fast, like Ozymandias. You know? You yeah, but you burn. said the A in there. Yeah, but when you say it fast, like, I don't speak that slowly because I'm from New York. But I mean, like you, when you just said it, you said Ozymandias. You could have slowed down. Yeah, I've never heard Ozymandias. Ozymandias is how I would say it. If I was speaking to you at regular clip, and I'm sure there's an uh in there, Ozymandias. You know, but you yeah. say it very fast, it gets lost. I never really thought it's about not. I, I just I, I that's how I was I was taught to say it. My teacher could have been wrong, and they had the fucking you know education of God knows what. But I never like Ozzy Mandius. Yeah, I, know. I don't know. I never. I, I I honestly don't know how to say it. I'm asking you. We'll say for now it's Ozzy Mandius. I'm cool with that. That's what I always thought. Not Ozzy Mandius. <laughs> that is not what I thought. No. Rock me, Ozzy Mandius. I was watching a YouTube video of somebody talking about the book. I was like, make sure I understood this, and they said Rorsach. And Ozzy Mandeus, I was like, all right, I can't trust you. That guy's an idiot. It was a lady. Oh, that lady's an idiot. <laughs> a lady reader. <laughs> Rorsach? Yeah, Rorsach. Rorsach. That's not even, if you were reading the letters in the word, it wouldn't say that. Rorsach. <laughs> uh, she's a dummy. Yeah. All right, well, Night Owl and Rorschach, I have to like think of how to say it right now. You know what I'm saying? Rorsach. Rorsatch, the uh, Birdman and Rorsatch take the little <laughs> take their little plane to, to Antarctica, and then they go to the base, and you know they arrive there, and they're like getting ready to fucking party. They fight those tiger things, don't they? They the kind of ignore them. the party, the the weird tiger things that he's bred. He's bred uh, a weird panther. He's, he's bred like some sort of like genetic splicing creatures that he does for fun because, you know, why not? They have like tentacles on their heads. he's a super villain, yeah. so, you know. Yeah, but it just kind of like vibes. It doesn't really fight them. There was a scene earlier where he actually fights them both over. himself. There was a scene earlier, though, where uh, they go to speak to him and someone tries to assassinate him. Yeah, he and fakes his own assassination. Yeah, that's how he like, wait, you know, distracts them. But he actually kills the assassin. But they, oh, he took a suicide pill. Oh, these screwy assassins. Yeah. Like, he's playing Vulcan chess, this guy. Oh, he is the smartest man in the world. He's like 18... 100 moves deep. He's playing 18-dimensional chess. Yes. Yeah, it's ridiculous what he's doing. And As it gets revealed soon. He enough. has, you know, they go and fight him, and he just kicks both of their asses effortlessly. Well, because they're not in shape or actually that well, good at this. Rorschach is in shape. He's been at, in the game for a while. He, he's ne- just, he never quit. He's got that stringy, crazy person muscle. Yeah, but Ozymandias is peak of human existence. Peak like ninja skills. Kind of, and kind of fighting, skills. like just <laughs> Viking-sized ninja, just doing pummel horses all day long. Yeah, and just effortlessly like high kicking people until they pass out. And Night Owl has got like a beer gut and uh, yeah, he he is and he, a half functioning. He's dick. kind of fat, yeah, but he still fits into the suit. <laughs> I had them let it out on the sides, and so they get their shit kicked in immediately. But also, Doctor Manhattan and Silk Spectre show up because he teleports them in. She convinces them to like save him it's like you gotta save humanity he's like all right sure and so they zoom in and she picks up a gun and just tries to shoot him but he catches the bullet because he's that fucking good yeah that's a bit ridiculous i mean of all the stuff it's still a comic book you gotta gotta get a little give but if the point was that he was just what a person could do i mean all he had to do was put his hand in the way you get shot in the hand i mean if you just like put your hand up 
before she pulls the trigger. Shot you, him in the hand. Then you get shot in the hand. Wouldn't it go through your hand? That's He's not got catching. very strong hands. That's not catching a bullet. That's getting shot in well, the hand. In, in, the, in the picture, his hand was bleeding. Like, he just stopped it with his hand. You so know, he, he didn't, didn't actually he didn't really sent. catch the bullet as much as he did was get shot in the hand instead. All right, fine. Asshole. But then he uh, tricks Dr. Manhattan to going through his big microwave oven thing that he set up to deatomize him. He's like, ah, I've <laughs> defeated him. Ding. And then <laughs> Dr. Manhattan just like, are you kidding me? He's like, this is the first thing I learned how to do was reconstruct myself. I'm going to fucking kill you. But it was too late because Ozymandias already unleashed. He reveals his whole plan first, yeah. like a he does true reveal, villain. I, I, does he reveal the plan before Dr. Manhattan gets there? He reveals it, and they're like, when is this going to happen? He's it's like, like they 35 said, minutes said, ago. we're going to stop you. I was like, I already did it. Yeah. It's done. Yeah. Fuckers. Which was all the scientists on the island, they were there to make some gigantic they were, the, monstrous The people on thing. the island were uh, scientists and artists. And artists. Because they were designing something. And, you know, we didn't know what it was. They're, they were, and they were, they what they were designing at, like, the design they was were a giant alien-looking monster. And then they used, and then he, Ozymandias used Dr. Manhattan's like science research to teleport it into the middle of Manhattan and have it kill half the city. But he did it for a reason, which is everyone in the world would think that, were, that the world was being attacked by aliens. And so the U.S. and the Soviet Union would back off and cooperate instead of n- annihilating each other. Right. This was, was the Cold War definitively. Ozymandias was trying to save the world by killing by a few million, million people. By people. a few million people and as long as the world gets saved, that's okay with him. And it works. Yeah, they were all like, "Ooh, every the people let's, are like, let's be good now." They they imme- good. like within minutes the governments put out releases or, you know, to go to the news and say hostilities are over. We're suspending all hostilities between us because we have to fight against this new threat, even though there are no aliens. They fall for it. And then um, at the end, um, Rorsak, Rorsak, came, Rorschach. Ror- fuck, I can't say it. I mean, yeah. that's now you've ruined it. it. Fuck. R- Rorschach can't handle this, though, because he sees things so black, black and, and white. white. It's like there's good and bad, and this is bad. Even though it has a good goal, it's still bad because you're killing millions of people, and he can't handle this world and he's like you just, yeah. I forget what he says like just kill me or something like that or just he do says, what you I'm, gotta do I'm gonna go you do what you gotta do I'm gonna go tell everyone yeah and so Dr. Manhattan falls on the side and makes him evaporate into a blood pile yeah which is fucked up that was sad out in the snow yeah, yeah. It, it was sad but Dr. Manhattan is also kind of above this well, he's cold and unfeeling and, you know, uh, Ozymandias convinces everyone that just letting everyone believe the world is being attacked by aliens is worth it because it ends the Cold War. And ends all war. those two million people have already died. And so to then having, have all those people, letting all those people die, but then it accomplish, if it accomplishes nothing, then it's definitely not worth it. So everyone agrees to go along with it Might as except well. Rorschach. But he gets and, and he gets murdered. Now, the big difference, this is the major difference between the film and the, and the book, is at the end of the, well, at the end of the book, Dr. Manhattan's like, all right, that's cool. I'm going to leave now. I'm going to, like, another fucking galaxy or something like that, right? I'm going to do me. Yeah. I'm, I'm done with you guys for reals. In the movie, it's, instead of blaming a giant vagina alien, they blame Dr. Manhattan. And they say he did it. He's the one that destroyed New York. Yeah, it sets off yeah. explosions that, like, match Dr. Manhattan's energy signature, whatever that means. Right, it's like a nuclear yeah. blast in a bunch of cities. I don't know. I, in the movie, I don't sure, I thought it was more than just New York, but I couldn't tell. I, I don't know either, but they had, like, little clones of him that they, like, piled up on a 
transform, you know, transporter thing. These like dead Doctor Manhattan mannequins they laid out and sent them around, and shit happened. And he was like, "All right, well, I gotta go now." He's like, "Eh, "Well, greater good." No, give a fuck anyway. Peace out. Yep. I'm gonna hang it with my wang out. (laughs) And that was really the ultimate goal was to get rid of that giant dick, so Osmandius couldn't feel bad about himself anymore. It's like, oh, now I have a chance of being the peak of man. Of course, then it ends as before they left for Antarctica, Rorschach has sent his little journal explaining everything to what essentially a right wing essentially Infowars. <laughs> is it right? It's a yeah. it's a the, super right wing magazine, the Patriot Eagle, or some weird shit like Frontiersman. That. Yeah, Frontiersman, and it was basically like Alex Jones, but if it was a newspaper. But were they, how do we know that they were that ridiculous? And the... because all the pa- all the all the they, they they cut to them a bunch of times, and they were talking all the. Uh, Theoretical stories they were going through were like conspiracy theory. Oh, okay. It was a conspiracy theory paper. Oh, so they're going to print, but then they're like, they said, uh, like, oh, there's nothing to print. Let's let's call, go into the crank file where they just like see what people have sent in, and they okay. show like the kid, like the intern, like pulling. In fact, he pulls the journal. Drops, like his like ha- ha- hot dog grease or he something. Drops, like yeah, he pulls his hot dog falls into the pile, and it gets lodged into the new notebook like a taco, and he pulls the whole thing out and then eats it. So <laughs> they'll never find it. <laughs> So is the is the is the comments there that like these conspiracy things are no no right? the com- no it's just an ending like what do people find out uh, it's kind of an open ending like someone's gonna find out maybe I mean the I, information it, will be there but it's only if you want to see it you're gonna see it is that what it is no it's just like an ending like the truth could come out it's I mean Alan Moore was from what I understand of him not a conspiracy theorist I think those people are idiots but you know it's one of those open endings like it could go anywhere sure. Uh, and I think that's a great way to end it um, for what it is. Like, who knows what's going to happen? Did they get away with it? But, um, but, by put, but by putting it into the conspiracy paper newspaper, uh, their hands, that kind of creates the same issue we have with conspiracy theorist idiots now. Like, well, that sounds crazy enough to work. I don't know. Some. I mean, but also they, throughout the whole thing, Rorschach was revealed to be like an avid reader of this paper. It's like, it's not just a conspiracy, it was like a far-right newspaper. Not just conspiracy theories, but you know, like the Daily do- Stormer. Yeah, like ra- not not necessarily racism, but pretty much. I mean, Ray- Rorschach wasn't real; wasn't supposed to be like a racist or anything like that. But it was he's like, like an anarchist, like nut the- job. I wasn't an anarchist. Well, there's he- different types of anarchy, but yeah, he's like so- he doesn't trust the government. He doesn't no. trust anybody. But the paper was, you know, clearly like I forget exactly, but they were pretty. It says that the right wing. That's all it really yeah. says. Okay, it says it's a right wing newspaper, but. You know, that's how it ends. And it's over. And Dr. Manhattan flies away to go to, like, Alpha Centauri, where the hell he, he just, goes. He just poofs. And, every, and, it, and, and also, the, the, the people who are getting cancer were not from Dr. Oh, Ozymandias gave them all cancer. Yeah. As a way to, he knew that was, because like, he was playing so many moves deep, that'll get Dr. Manhattan away for a little while. And well, then he had, he had been the planning this for a decade. And he's fine. He goes on with his shit, right? And it gets the yeah. end of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's the question. Why is this so popular? I mean, it's widely thought of as not just a really great like comic book or graphic novel. It's thought of as even like you know literary, even beyond. Like, why did people but, like this so well, much? I mean, comic books have a reputation for being kind of you know hokey or shallow. Sh- yeah, shallow. Even like the newer ones, and this was much deeper and more kind of dark and depressing and. But also topical. Top, it was you know, very it's like topical. The mid-80s, yeah. like Cold War shit's still happening. I mean, if, it, if you had just written it all out instead of writing pictures, it would have been a book. It wasn't just like superheroes punching bad guys. 
it was, you know, a story that happened to have heroes in it. I mean, he's, he's first and foremost a, a writer who just happens mm-hmm. to only work in graphic novel form for whatever reason. No, he doesn't actually do any of the drawing yeah, The other himself. guy draws everything. Yeah, which, whichever guy runs. he works with at each time. It's still not always the same guy. I, I, I think that's a big part of it, is that it's serious when everything else was still goofy. I'm, I'm, not, a, I'm not a comic book expert by any means, I but... I think it's only in the 80s that the major comic books start to get to more serious kind of plot lines that are more than just need to stop this guy from doing this bad thing. And this is a much more intricate story that has like geopolitics and science and all this other shit. And also the way it's told is very different than the way comic books tend to work. You know, they're very linear. And this is this whole new world he creates. And he does it in what is essentially 12 issues of a comic book. And he does it really, like really well. You know, mm-hmm. like you, you know, you you know the world when you're done with it. And there's no hard. I mean, there's some, but there's no real hard good guys or bad guys. Or more like, because it's about the nature of heroes, and it's sort of plain. So, it, regular comic books like Superman, Batman, you know, Spider Man, are very much like they, they're the heroes. They're like the very much the good guys, and then there's a supervillain. Whereas this is much more not only just a gray area, but even the people who are the costumed heroes are not good people. No. They're really like, and it makes you I mean, like, think, well, anyone who would, yeah. anyone who would kind of crazy enough to go do that, they're not necessarily really good people. You know, like the comedian, what well, he know, says right in the beginning, he was means. practically a Nazi. You know, he was yeah. like super right wing. far right, you know, hate the and, minority, he would like kill Vietnamese people like they were people. The, the costumed vigilantes are more like very flawed, very flawed regular people and not just somebody who got bitten by a radioactive spider and so now wants to save the city from this other evil supernatural thing. And that was different. It was probably just very different for the time. That's different for now. How many, I mean, I don't really read comics now, but like... But every still single the same movie... fucking shitty Marvel characters. There's like 9,000 Marvel movies... They're all the same thing. Like They're the only movies got, that get made anymore. This guy got they make one or two shocked by this. Like, they make a thousand other movies. Uh, well, the comic book movies mean. Yeah. No, I mean, just that, like, if you look at, before the sort of Marvel comic universe movies got big, if you looked at the number of movies that were out in theaters, they were, if you looked at them, they'd be s- such a wider array of very, very different things. And they didn't all have to be big summer blockbusters. Well, I mean, that, that's another thing is, Nowadays, movies are either summer blockbusters or independent films. There's also the element of how like, films are digested now that you, you could watch it at home with just as much ease. Yeah. Or more ease than going to the theater. So they put it out in theaters for a few weeks so they can be eligible for some sort of award. And then you can rent it at home. Yeah. It's, I, feel like, I feel like people but often harp on it like every movie is a fucking Marvel movie now. It's they like... kind of are, dude. It's... Two movies at most a year. Yeah, but they're the and biggest f- movies of the year. Yeah, and then there's like a Jurassic Park or a Star yeah. Wars. So, they're but all I mean, like, in, but it's like movies. if four or five movies come out a week, that's. Yeah, but most of those movies disappear within two weeks. No, they don't disappear. People just don't go see them because it costs twenty dollars to see a movie nowadays. Uh, that's why it, like, you put Locker. <laughs> that's why you don't. <laughs> but I mean, it's just like yeah, like they are the biggest movies, but they are the biggest movies. But it doesn't mean every movie is a Marvel movie. It's. I mean, I understand people like be tired of it, but if you're tired of a movie that comes out every six months, it's like, okay, well... I think if you took, a theater, took any theater 
and you like how many theaters, how many movies do they show at a time? Mm-hmm. And you take the year and you say oh, they had the you know three theaters or five theaters, and over the year that means they should show 150 movies a week because you have three a week, right? I bet you're gonna find that action, explosives, you know, high CGI, big budget movies are gonna be the overwhelming majority of what you see because that's not, that's those not Marvel movies. But well, yeah, part yeah, of it is sure, also that just those you movies, Marvel is a synonym, those movies cost so much to make that yeah. it sort of crowds out everything else. Like the studios, they don't have money to make anything except the mean? three, except two three hundred million dollar Marvel movies. That's the way it is. I mean, it's just that's the nature of. Also, those are movie movies. Th- those are also movies where if you so if you saw the movie, uh, what was it, eighth grade with uh, the yeah. Bill Burnham? If you saw that in theaters or you saw that at home, there's not a significant difference in experience. Yeah, I whereas mean, if you saw like, are you going to wait to see it for free or wait to, or but for like four dollars? But like Avengers Endgame in theaters in fucking it's IMAX a, it's an experience is very different than watching it at home. I don't care how big your fucking TV is. Yeah, certainly. How, how many speakers you have in your house? It's a different thing. Yeah. So and I mean, if you're like a sad certainly. fucker that I see on the train watching it on their phone, that is the saddest thing. Yeah, that's like, just like, man, come on. With, you know, Taiwanese subtitles. I mean, whatever, man. <laughs> maybe you're trying, it's like Rosetta Stone, you know, you want to try to learn. <laughs> Taiwanese a language? No, it's just Chinese. <laughs> it's all Chinese. All of it. I mean, there was like 40 different kinds of Chinese, but I, I think mean, it's all written very similar. Yeah. The same alphabet, probably. So, all right. So, the movie, we talked about the movie. Talked about a bit, quite a bit, the book. The movie, I think, makes the ending a little better. I think it ties it together differently. Yeah, I think it's just, I think the the book was more, I, I, I guess it just came off as a little, a little cornier. Because in the book, a little more dated. In, right, in the book, because they're not blaming it on Dr. Manhattan, it's pretty much just like, oh, yeah, that happened. There was an alien. I guess we're just going to stop now. We used a lot of artists. And then it all ends. It was Jim Henson <laughs> and his Muppets. <laughs> that turtleneck wearing fuck. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think that comes up a little, a little less. It just doesn't fit the tone and the uh, Nate described earlier the dark grittiness it kinda of the, rest came, of the book. it kind of came out of nowhere aside it, from like those all those things that didn't mean anything and then you're like oh, okay it doesn't come out of nowhere but it still felt like there was yeah. nothing about aliens the whole fucking book though no but I mean like you were they were constantly cut away to those artists and biologists to say and they were talking about all the work they've been doing and all the their big projects and all that and you're like I don't know what this is but it could have it could just as easily be the making the Doctor Manhattan clone. It right? definitely could have. It definitely could have. So you really don't have to change much. You just change the the, the vessel that the bomb is in. Yeah. You know. Like, I oh, mean, in, in the movie it was a bomb, and in the book it was he had tentacles, and I think they like built an alien. It was very confusing. I didn't really get that. This is a big blob monster. It was like a, a big monster. Yeah. It, had, it was like a giant jellyfish kind of thing with like tentacles everywhere and just smashing shit, and, it, and just piles of bodies and blood in the street. It was pretty gross. Yeah. As opposed to the movie where he just like, turned into ash. Which felt a little... It, it just it it felt a little more timely, especially for the threat of a nuclear war. But the alien blob monster feels like a 50s sci-fi movie. Yeah. It was just kind of... Eh. Still cool. You know. Still still great book. Yeah. It's still... And it's still just as good. I enjoyed it. And now, having read it, the movie makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> the movie has to cut out a lot to fit it into two and a half hours. They just... They cut out the... Um, the artists and biology people, and they cut out the pirate, the black tread. No, yeah. they they put called? that in the movie. What? Okay, well, I it's watched like on the DVD. I watched in like ultra super director's cut oh, that okay. had really long animated sections of the weird pirate. Oh, guy. I didn't see that one. I'm kind of oh, like, oh no, okay. So that wasn't that wasn't that was not in the theater. That's version. what they cut. Okay, no, they were really long sections. Yeah, they're really like I skipped them this read through because like oh, I gotta read this book. I don't it, care about this. Bla- it's black treader or something. What's it called? The black 
tread. Something like that. Is yeah. what it's, it's like called. the freighter, the black, black freighter. Yeah, yeah there you yeah. go. It was. It's, yeah. It was. It was dumb. But what did that have to do with everything at the end? I was like. Nothing. That one, I I, mean, well, I feel like okay. it was probably like an allegory for the rest yeah. of the story. That, but That is what it is. But, I mean, it didn't need it. No. It was a little no. heavy-handed. All, the only part in the movie that was in was they showed that newspaper guy and the kid getting nuked. Hmm. Okay. At the very end, when the bomb, when the Dr. Manhattan explosion goes off, they showed that guy. And I was like, oh, so I thought it was like, oh, it's like a callback to the book, and they just get vaporized. Oh, so you also find out at the end that... Uh, the crazy guy holding the end is near sign is Rorschach. That's his way of like spying. Is like, but he also kind of believes it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but also like being the homeless guy on the street, people won't notice you, so you can like observe everything that's going on. Like, yeah, goes to the funerals and like see who's there, you know, creeping on things, standing outside crime scenes. Everyone's gonna ignore him. Thinks the crazy guy, eating, which he is eating cans of beans. Help myself to some beans. <laughs> so who should read it? Everyone should read it. I feel like even if you don't like comic books. Because I, I don't really let, watch, read comic books at all. Never will. Never did. I don't read many. Uh, I think you should read it just because it's great yeah. uh, and interesting. And, and I think, actually, it might make you more apt to, apt to read it, you know, more open more, to more reading. After. More after. More after. <laughs> Velasa after. To read a comic book. You might be more interested. You might be open to it. Or at least the rest of Alan Moore stuff. I, th- I think it'll make you more open to read a comic book is what I was trying to say. That you might look at this and you know what? There's some other, there's, there's a million people look down on the medium simply for being that. Well, because historically it was trash. Yeah, certainly. Now this book is historical too at this point. It's 30 something years old. But, you know, from the, four, the you look at those Batmans and Supermans from the 40s and 50s and 60s. Batman. The Batmans <laughs> and Superman. They were fucking trash. The old ones? Oh, that's yeah. No, they're super. They're super corny. They're just fun to read for the unintentional funny shit in them now, like Batman's boner. Oh, the boners, yeah. The boners thing, uh, or if you don't know what we're talking about, you know, back in the thirties, forties, fifties, when you said just a boner, boner was a mistake. So just just a mistake. That's all it was. So if you Google Google image search Batman's boners, you see them using the word boner in some really I hilarious made quite a ways. boner, Robin. <laughs> Batman's like headline in the newspaper. Batman pulls right biggest boner yet. <laughs> and like the joke. He is, must be rich. I'll show him the biggest boner he's ever seen. It's just it's hysterical. <laughs> or there's so many unintentionally funny things in comics when you take one panel out of context. It's, like it's there's I forget which supervillain it was talking to a bunch of DC <laughs> assholes and he's like Batman pulls boner at own lecture. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally yeah, that's a I like to see that newspaper headline. Uh, but there's another one where it's you know some villains like anyone you Joker bet. pulls boner of the year. <laughs> <laughs> so pale, he's white everywhere. So uh, anyone you touch will be hurt or killed, and then Superman's like, "Oh no, Lois!" And then Bat- and you know fucking Flash, whoever his girlfriend is, says, "Oh man!" And then Batman's like, Robin, what have I done to you? <laughs> it's like anyone you've touched will be killed. It just out of context. These things are fucking hysterical. That's the best part of like, no one, nobody collects those old comics to read them. And I was like, let me spend twelve thousand dollars on a comic book from nineteen fifty six. Yeah, because I really need to know what happened. <laughs> so, fuck, they're all garbage. You know, they're pulp. They're just meant to be yeah, digested trash. and thrown out. One more, okay. So <laughs> there's, there's Robin talking to Batman, and Robin is saying. What does he mean, Bruce? How can he force you into a boner? <laughs> and then Batman says, I don't know, whatever it is, it isn't good, that's for sure. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. Into a boner. 
Like, you just, you just push them onto it? I, I, okay, I don't know if this is actually real, but there's a... Oh, no, it's a... <laughs> someone made a, a GIF of just the bat signal that says boner alert in the middle. <laughs> but I think, the, I think Watchmen kind of changes that, that this medium could be serious. But I think that's why this is so important and so revered. It took what was seen as a thing for 12-year-old boys to read before they discovered masturbating and turned it into a thing that actually could tell a story just as complex, just as nuanced, just as mature as what you could tell in just text. Yeah, definitely. It was, it was an adult book that happened to have pictures. Yeah. A lot of pictures, <laughs> and a lot of them were a dick. Don't, <laughs> don't adult books mostly have pictures? Uh, depends on the year. <laughs> so I, I, I have since then, I have read a few other um, graphic novels, and I actually just have to say they're all. I was, I was very hesitant for many years. Like that's a picture book. I'm not reading that. Mm. And I realized I was being a snobby prick. They're actually pretty good and fun, and they're not actually that much faster than reading text. No, this actually took me a pretty long yeah. time yeah. to read. It I mean, takes, I was reading it, it takes slowly. some time in to like you have to like look at the pages and like see what's going on. Yeah, and like figure it out. And sometimes there's a page with no text at all. Like you really have to you look at it a lot. You smell. I mean, the artwork is in this pretty solid. It's not like remarkable artwork like a Renaissance it's painter. But it's comic, It's slightly better than your run-of-the-mill comic book, probably, yeah, of the time. Of the time, yeah. Uh, but it's, you know, you spend a lot of time looking through it. And that doesn't, you know, just because something takes longer doesn't mean it's better. But I think it's another thing people think about graphic right, novels. Is, oh, it's fast. <laughs> it's, you're just gonna, you're just, it's a picture book. You're going to read it in three minutes. That doesn't count. Uh, it, it, it is different. Did you read your Vendetta yet? I borrowed it from you like last year. And oh, I gave it right, yeah. Like that one has that just fucking pages weird. and pages of no words at all. And it's just pictures. That's crazy. I think that's another one where the movie was better than the book. No, the book was immensely better. Well, we have to do that one day on the show. One day, yes. We'll have to, yeah. The only other like really highbrow graphic novel I've, I've, I've read a lot of the Alan Marmer and all, but I've at least read some of them. Then there's like the Frank Miller ones and these other big like 300. Kick ass. The other big, like very literary one are the Neil Gaiman ones. Uh, you did the Sandman series, which is supposed to be like amazing. I know. Probably better I, than most of his books. By the way, this it's one. Make, they're making a show out of that. Uh, uh, Watchmen, actually, in the beginning, in the like first uh, you know, dedication page, it says, thank you to Neil Gaiman. Yeah. Watchmen has I wonder, thank yeah. you to Neil Gaiman. I, 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 it says in my edition, too. I didn't know if that was like for this edition, because I don't have an original one, of course. In the eighties, I bought a few years ago. Because Neil Gaiman, I don't think he was really anybody in nineteen eighty five. So I don't, I don't know. know the story of that. But Sandman's the other one. And I was looking on I was looking online, like maybe buy the first Sandman book. And it was there's so many. It's like it, a it's like a series. It's confusing. Because there's like the the run and there's spinoffs and prequels and a prequel to the prequel. I was just like, is there like can I just buy one book that has them all? Can I just buy that? You know? I'll I'll, pay, I'll pay that for this phone book. Of the Sandman, haven't found it yet, but I'll get on it. But that's the other really highbrow one I've heard about. That and yeah. Watchmen are the two that are like these are books. These are books. They're not just like comic books. They're they're. There's novels. another one I read. Uh, you can see it in most like bookstores. You'll see it. It's one. It's called Bone. I've seen that. It's like this crazy thick. It's like, like thirteen hundred pages. Yeah. yeah, I read it. It was. It's like a fantasy one kind of thing. It was pretty good. It was not high art, but it was. It was way more in-depth than you'd think it would be for a little goofy penguin-looking thing. I've read some manga that are pretty long. 
Yeah, well, those go on forever. Well, there's some, there's this one about the history of Japan from 1926 to 1993. Oh, I'm, that's that's a weird period. It's the Japan. lifespan of Hirohito's emperor. Ah, okay. Or 1991, whatever year he died or sat down. And uh, it's four volumes. It's like 550 pages. And my friend was over here who was an uh, Asian studies major in college. Is like oh, he sees the books, and on the spine, you can't really tell it's a manga. It just says like Showa Volume Two. Uh, Showa is the name of the period of Hirohito's reign. And he's like, wow, man, you're like really into Japan. And he opens up and he's like, fucking cartoon version. He's like, you're a, you suck. He's like, don't judge me. How much hentai is in that? Zero hentai. Not worth it. I should have returned him. <laughs> That's what the internet's for. All right, so we're getting way off. I think everybody should read Watchmen. I thought it was good. Yeah. It's something you should get up on. And then maybe see if graphic novels are a thing for you. You know? I mean, even if they're not. This it doesn't need to. This be. one's different. Yeah, yeah. Try this one because it's pretty high up there, and uh, it's also on like the thousand and one books you should read before you die list. Yeah, just a regular book. I think it might be the only graphic novel on that list. I think so. I mean, that list is flawed in many ways. Yes, but certainly. In the addition that this is not one of those flaws, as far as these three drunk guys are concerned. But tell us what you thought. Send us an email to drunkguysbookclub at gmail Follow us on Twitter at drunkguysbc, or go to Facebook and Instagram at drunkguysbookclub. And we are now a member of the Hopped Up Network, a network of independent beer podcasters. So if you liked this, uh, why don't you check them out too? And if you haven't already done so, leave us a review, and we won't have to smack you in the mouth with our big blue dicks. We'll be watching. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>